Ah, yes, the magnificent Trolley Sourbright Crawler, also known as Trollicus brightolus. The worm's captivating neon colour makes it an easy gummy prey. Trolley! It's a surprisingly sour, invitingly chewy, staggeringly snackable species unlike anything else found on this planet. Eat me! Delicious. Visit trolley.com to shop now. Trolley, eat me! This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Imad Alonab to the podcast today. Imad is a Syrian chef, entrepreneur and refugee. He ran a string of successful restaurants in Damascus before he was forced to flee the country during the war, making his way from Lebanon through Europe, eventually arriving in London. Imad burst onto the restaurant scene four years ago with a series of charity events and sold out supper clubs before opening his permanent restaurant, Imad Syrian Kitchen, in 2021. And in July this year, he's releasing a cookery book of the same name. Welcome, Imad. Thanks for coming to chat to us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I know you've been massively busy recently, not just writing this new book, but also expanding your restaurant into a bigger space. And we're going to talk all about that in a bit. But first, I think for people who don't know your story, it's so inspirational. So I'd like to just take you back a little bit to when you discovered your love for cooking, because you were kind of expected to join the family business, weren't you? And and I know that wasn't cooking. No, no. <laughs> no it was um, all of my family, all of my 14 uncles, uh, 98 cousins since we were counting, we all work in textiles and fashion designing. But to be honest, I don't know where did I start or like love cooking, but I always been with my mother in her kitchen. So it must be very early age. I I don't even remember when when it started. Like I do remember she used to, uh, actually I don't remember, but I have photos with me uh, like a tiny boy where she used to give me a small dough on on her kitchen counter yeah. just to play with it you know yeah. like while she's cooking so i really cannot remember when when 
this love start. But um, I think it's all related to my relationship to her. So yeah. it's 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 kind of our special time. And maybe because I was so happy during that time, mm. I always... Um, it, it's my space, you know? Like, it's always... If I have too much stress in my life, it, if I cooking will will we'll take it yeah. yeah will take yeah. it away a little bit. I think, uh, and because because of uh, maybe because of the Syrian cuisine is so simple, you don't really have to use any of this um, <clears throat> complicated or special technique. It's all goes with harmony, you know? So mm. you don't really have to do anything special about it. You just need to test it and uh, you, you don't need to think about it so much. You can, it's more feeling than thinking. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I think it's, it's uh, with, with a lot of stress in, in life, I, I found it uh, my, my peaceful time yeah. to be in the kitchen. But how did you then make the jump? How did you persuade the family that were all in textiles yeah. that you were going to make a success? Actually, I, I couldn't even dream about it because it it <laughs> it was uh, at that time being in in a textile and fashion designing family. It's yeah. it's more like a family business, yeah. and no one will get out of it. So <laughs> yeah, so it, it was more like obvious path yeah. to me and all of my cousins. And then uh, I start looking for something else. I wasn't really happy about it. I was good at it, yeah. to be honest, but not very happy with it. So uh, I studied something else like business demonstration, but right. it's totally not me. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. I'm sorry, but really, I hate it. And then um, uh, it, it was... Like suddenly, uh, the government in Syria tried to get uh, to open new streets in the old city of Damascus, oh, okay. and we had this amazing house in there where we converted to our first takeaway, oh. and then a restaurant, and then that you know, like yeah. it, I start cooking professionally in my own restaurant. Oh, okay, so yeah. you literally made it all happen from the ground up. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I. Um, even with though my, my family wasn't uh, like uh, very convinced with the idea, of course my mother was super supportive. Even my father, my my whole family, they were supportive. Either even though, like they couldn't get it. Why? Like it's why not textiles? You know, like we oh, we've Come been on. in this <laughs> for ninety eight of us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it wasn't an easy decision, mm. but yeah, I'm glad. Uh, that you happened. went down that road. Yes. And I mean, you were good at it because you expanded. You had, I think, three restaurants. You had juice bars. You yes. had sandwich shops. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. I loved to work with, um, uh, to be honest, anything related to um, uh, hospitality. Right. Uh, of course, uh, the kitchen would be great for me, but also the front of us. Um, I believe that it's... Uh, you know, when, when, when I cook all day and mm. then get out and serve that food to the customers yeah. and they would express how they like it and thank you so much, we loved it. How did you do this? How did you do that? I feel like if I 
get paid twice. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice uh, feeling. Um, it's very special, mm. um, especially because um, especially because I. Um, English is not my first language. Yeah, yeah I'm so not just, very. So you're very good at it. Not say. really, not really. But <laughs> but food is much easier yeah, for me. You know, a, communicate language, with yeah. food. Yeah. You don't really need to speak no. uh, uh, Arabic to know that this is a good falafel. Yeah. You know, you will just know it straight away that this is a good falafel. You don't have to speak Indian to know that this is a good curry mm. or uh, biryani or what. So food, for me, it's it's. I think it's for everyone. It's international language. Everyone would understand mm-hmm. it. Everyone would know that this is a good food. This is, uh, it's a good language. We yeah. can understand <clears throat> much more from each other with food. Yeah. So that must have been heartbreaking for you, you know, when your restaurants were, I mean, they were destroyed in the war, weren't yes. they? Yeah. And you had to flee and, and try and make your way out, you know, just to, to leave all of that behind, everything that you'd spent years building. To be honest, at that time, uh i i didn't thought about it that way no i i, I you know grief was a luxury i, I couldn't have yeah. time for it you know like uh, i did i couldn't think about my losing my restaurants or i just wanted to jump from one place to another yeah. just to keep my family safe yeah. uh, lucky me i have with my wife we have three daughters and um yeah, all of them, yeah, yeah happy and safe in, 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 in London yeah. now. It links into what you said. Cooking has been, in a way, the thing that kept you going because, you know, from cooking for other refugees in the camps at Calais to cooking for a project called Cook for Syria, which kick-started you doing a supper club. These were the little touch points yep. that have kind of landed you where you are now. And in all cases, exactly as you described before, you're kind of given something back first, aren't you? Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's all related, you know, everything yeah. happened for a reason. Yeah. When, when I was in Calais for 64 days, I was so devastating. I thought, um, why me? Why I have to stay all of this long? But it's all happened for a reason, yeah. you know. Uh, at that time, French um, media start to write about about this uh, Syrian refugee who's cooking for other refugees. Yeah. So I believe that Imad Syrian Kitchen in Kingly Court somehow yeah. started in Calais. In Calais, yeah. And the experience behind it even started in Damascus. You know, yeah. like even now in, in my Kingly Court restaurant, mm. I still have customers came to me and say, we eat at your restaurant in Damascus, yeah. in the al market, which is <laughs> stunning. You know, I, I love that feeling. I love that um, all of this experience get from there and mm. it's all related. Maybe at that time I didn't know about it. Like I and even now I don't know what is what what's gonna happen in future. No. But now I I have this belief, even if things get like uh, delay a little bit or it doesn't match what yeah. I'm looking for maybe it's for my own good in future because <laughs> honestly this is what happened you're with... on you're on a kind of path or yeah, yes yeah it's it's karma yeah. <laughs> I think yes you know like when you do something good now and mm. definitely there is something good will happen for you in future yeah. I don't know how but 
I, I, I totally believe in this. Yeah. I mean, the book isn't just recipes, is it? There's a, there's your, your story. It's your story told in full and told in great detail. And actually, it's it's terrifying and it's heartbreaking and it's horrific. Some of it, I didn't, I had no idea, you know, what you went through when you were there in Damascus and on your way here and when you got here. And it's just, um, you know, it's a testament to your resilience that you're sitting in front of me with a successful restaurant and, you know, a lot of respect from people because, as I said, it's not just that you're running a business, but you're also making sure that other people are okay as well. Actually, it's it's a very tiny, small piece of, like, part of the story. Yeah. It's got much, much more. But... I didn't want it to sound very tragic, you know, like it, it's because it's not. It's yeah. it's it's been always successful. Yeah. I always feel lucky, like uh, my restaurant's been destroyed. Yes, but my family is fine. And which is like I cannot even compare between yeah. like how, how lucky I am um, that my daughters are fine. Yeah. Um, my... Uh, at least we live together. We, we we don't really have to be apart anymore, yeah. which is, yes, we've been apart for a whole year, but I cannot describe how lucky I am when I, and how how happy I was when I first saw them in, in Heathrow Airport yeah. in 2016. It was magical, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and for, um, uh, I don't know if this is sounds good or not, but, <laughs> but to be honest, I feel now with everything we have and with everything we 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 go through, we feel even more lucky because we we somehow we appreciate what we have right yeah. now. You know, sometimes you take things for granted, uh, for granted, but you don't think really how much is your bed is important to you. Yeah, until <laughs> until you have to sleep on a couch like. You know, like mm. you will never think about it because it's always there and it's always you don't really believe how important uh, this like small things like your kitchen. You can go there and grab a glass of water and it's just something very easy. You're not going to feel how important is this until somehow you lose it and you have yeah. to queue for clean water or you don't really feel how important is that you can you can charge your mobile whenever you want to until you have to sleep on the street for 64 days and then these things make it now i feel like now if i enjoy it more than anyone else you know like i i i feel everything is plusing you know like sometimes people complain about traffic but we all missed traffic in during the uh, pandemic, you know. Like, yeah, we did. W- w- honestly, everyone fe- <laughs> felt really sad about about central London during the pandemic. It was well, deserted. It yeah. was booming and, and yeah. it was scary and uh, yeah. But think about it now. When, yeah, whenever yeah. you complain about oh, there is no buses for now, when like, you go out in Soho and you see exactly yes, yes, it's it's more fun. It's yeah. more. Uh, now we should Appreciate not forget. It. Yes, yeah. we should not forget. We should totally. keep. And even though, and like during the pandemic, somehow, yes, I lost a lot of. Um, uh, because at that time I had my uh, catering company, mm. uh, so I ha- I lost a lot of booking for uh, 
summer weddings, parties, engagements, you can name it, all of it. But then we had the Imatsirian uh, kitchen yeah. in King Bikur. Maybe it was like, I was so sad at the very be- beginning of, of the pandemic. Yeah. I was so angry about it. And then, but maybe it was like long uh, distant for me to take, uh, to, to have, to secure the of, yeah. restaurant in, in, in heart of Soho. It is magnificent as yeah. well. I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to eat there and it's fantastic. Thank Definitely you. get the falafel if you're there. It's oh, the yeah. best falafel I've ever had. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> um, let's talk a bit about Syrian and Middle Eastern cooking and eating. Um, there's a nice description in the book of how you'd eat in Syria. Um, and you talk about a spread of food that can be added to day by day with some dishes lasting a few days and then new ones being added. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us about some of the things you would typically cook. So, uh, actually, actually, uh, we all, our, our, um, uh, tables are always looks full for you. Yeah. For example, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like you cannot have your own plate. Yeah. It's, it's not an option. It's no. not something like rude or it's not an option. It's just simply not an option. You cannot have only one plate. And, um, and we don't have this, you know, when you go to the kitchen, have your plate and go and back to yeah, this. T- put everything on your plate and take it back. No, no, no. way. No way. <laughs> if I was making a face now, yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it, it has to be few dishes. Yeah. You know, even if, let's say, you only cook one thing. Yeah. We have something called hawader, which is ready-made. I was going like, to ask you about that. Yeah, how, like, how do you pronounce that? Ha- hawader. Yeah. Hawader means ready-made. Yeah. Like lebne. You always have lebne in your fridge. Yeah. Hummus, you always have leb- uh, hummus. Uh, you always have baba ganoush. Always something ready in your things. Get like, for example, confit garlic. Yeah, you can have it for a year. Yeah. So why not to make a big batch, keep it in a jar, and keep it away? And then pickles and things. Exactly. So yeah. these things. Even if you if you cook one dish, yeah. you can pick something else from this hawader yeah. and have it with it because it's boring to have one dish. Yeah. And on the next day, if you, let's say, like my family, we are a family of five. Let me give you an example. Yesterday <laughs> we had kusa mehshi, which is on, on the book, which is stuffed uh, kojate. Oh, lovely. It's really nice. And we end up today, I think, within four or five. Uh, pieces of kochet. Yeah. We are a family of five, so it's definitely not going to be enough. <laughs> but we can do with it is something also in a book called fette, which is flatbread, crispy flatbread, w- topped with a sauce and yeah. then tahini sauce. And this left over on top of it. And you can have brilliant fette dish, which is made with leftovers. Yeah. Um, I think also we need to appreciate what we have. Uh, Wasting food is not something in Syrian culture, not so ever. For example, uh, you know when you have, uh, let's say you get mint. Yeah. You're not going to finish all of it. So you dry the rest and use it as spices. You've got something like uh, orange. Yeah. The skin of the orange, just dry it, and you can use it as a tea. It's 
it's brilliant for you if if you have a cough, if mm. you have, um, for example, the uh, or, or um, uh, I don't know, like a lot of these small things. Yeah, it's make a huge difference. You know, like it's uh, it's just making use of everything. Because I was going to say is it, to me when I was reading that chapter, I was thinking this is like the ultimate low waste cooking because, you know, we, we're conditioned, I think, in the West to go um, tonight. We're having spag bol. Tomorrow we're having noodles. The next day we're having this. And none of these things go together. So you're moving from one meal to another, whereas what you're describing is a constant rolling over of using until it's gone exactly. and then you'll make a new batch and yeah. then that'll be rolling over for the next yeah. and it's such Actually, a brilliant you will, way of cooking. I think with with Syrian cooking, mostly you will never have a new batch like yeah. by its own. Like, like <laughs> of course, you're going to cook something from scratch, yeah. but also with something left over from, from, from yeah. yesterday. So there'll or, always be something in there. Exactly. That, yeah. And we have, like, uh, for example, <laughs> my wife has something called the uh, leftovers day, yeah. you know. So today I'm gonna cook n- absolutely nothing, yeah. and we're gonna have everything left over. It's gonna be small bowls of everything in the mm. fridge, warm it up, and that's it. Yeah. We're all gonna enjoy whatever leftovers, and that's it. We're gonna start all over again from tomorrow. But yeah. I mean, we need to be careful with how much, how much energy, how much food, how much. Uh, uh, we have we have all say in in Damascus say that if if you don't protect your source you're yeah. gonna lose it yeah you know um, this is why uh, for example I do remember my grandfather who, who used to um, uh, 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 who, who, my grandfather used to say if you don't clean your plate yeah. Uh, it's going to be empty tomorrow. Oh. You know what I mean? So yeah. you cannot just leave whatever. No. Don't get Don't over. waste it. Yes, don't yeah. waste it. So this is why when you have such a feast, you don't take on your plate yeah, more than what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only take, you can have as much as you want to, yeah. but not more than what you really need. Yeah. This is why uh, we don't have one plate thing in 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 in. in in my Syrian kitchen or in Syria in general, we always share our we food. We share everything out. Uh, and we mm. al- I always encourage my uh, customers not to have over uh, or at least to have a takeaway box, you know, like we can yeah. provide them with something and enjoy it at night. It's yeah. not, it's nothing. I don't know why people think that. We haven't that, got the culture in this country of takeaway. We're a bit sniffy about it, I think, which is mad because, you know, it's, it, the food's just going to be wasted. Just take exactly. it with you and eat exactly. it later. It's fine. I'm all for. I'm always asking for a yeah. takeaway box. <laughs> I I love it actually. And to be honest, even even in the restaurant, yeah. my stuff and I, like my team and I, we always love it when when people ask for takeaway box because yeah. what we believe that they like the food, mm. but maybe they had enough now, so they will eat it later. Mm. You know. So for us, it's more like. Um, appreciation from them then that we're not going to waste all of this food yeah. we're going to take it away even if they give it to someone else outside yeah. or you know but this is at at the end this is food this is blessing this is something we need to really appreciate yeah. it otherwise um uh i found it uh 
like really difficult for me when I see all of these wastage, uh, especially when uh, it's really difficult for me to see. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. What, when you were when you were putting the menu for Imad's Syrian Kitchen together, when you were writing the book, what were you thinking about? You know, which, which recipes were you choosing and why? Or was it just were you going for the authentic Syrian dishes? Or I know you mentioned did, did you did you adapt some to be a bit more kind of? Actually, it's uh, some of everything. Yeah. So, for example, there is. Um, like, let's say the falafel recipe. Mm. It's Damascus recipe. I have nothing to do with it. It's <laughs> absolutely the same with every corner in Damascus recipe. It's not a secret. It's not only mine. What's, uh, the, what's the difference between Damascus falafel? What, is there anything different that you did? Can you tell me? Are you like, I mean, the recipe's in the book, isn't it? But is it, no, is I, it I don't know if, if I should say so, but I think it's the original one. So. Okay. <laughs> you can say that. We love a bit of that. I don't want to start a falafel war. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone keeps saying, no, it's Jordanian, mm. it's Palestinian, it's Lebanese. No, I think it's Syrian. Not because it's Syrian only, because it's, I believe that it's all, all the region is Syrian. So I don't see a difference right, between yeah. someone come from Aleppo or Damascus yeah. or Gaza or but I think it's be, uh, why I'm saying it's the original because it's it's very simple. It's five five ingredients. Yeah. Uh like if it's basic um uh, a basic uh, recipe, you yeah. know? It's nothing. It's absolutely no adds to it, you know? And this is sometimes makes me a little bit um, like I, I don't really like it that, that much when, when people start to say have you tried my meaty falafel oh yeah or my son. oh my like, god there is lots not... of things added to it you, yeah. you're, you're like just keep to you know like yeah. you can create whatever you like <laughs> but it's not falafel but don't call it falafel <laughs> you know like or did you try my petro hummus yeah hummus in Arabic means chickpeas you know what I mean? So, yeah. so when we say hummus, that yeah. means chickpeas. Yeah. So how come there is no chickpeas in your hummus or chocolate hummus? Oh my God! This is like really. I'm sorry, but it's really offensive. Like it's it's. You so, say it. You tell them. You yeah, know? it's it's so hard to. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, of course, I would love your. Uh, may, maybe you did something great with your beetroot. Yeah, like dip. a dip. It's yes. a nice dip. It's really nice dip, but yeah. it's not hummus. Please feel free to create whatever you like. With yeah. be inspired from the Syrian cuisine. I think the Syrian, uh, the Middle Eastern cuisine in general. Yeah, it's it's very easy to create your own recipes mm. because we don't use not even complicated uh, spices. You know, it's all in there. Everyone tried mint before. Yeah, everyone tried cumin before everyone tried onion and garlic and so it's very mild cuisine you can you can create your own dishes with it yes it's absolutely fine but please don't call it falafel don't call it hummus <laughs> yeah <laughs> you heard it here yeah, Imad says. <laughs> yeah. Call, call it jean maybe it's after you or whatever <laughs> what's the um what's the most popular dish at the restaurant it's hard to say, but I think I think number one is falafel, uh, saruja. Uh, sorry, uh, hummus, of course. I feel somehow some sometimes people 
would order hummus just because they know what is hummus is. You yeah. know, it's safe choice. They order falafel because they heard about falafel yeah. many times. You know, I always encourage them to try something else yeah. because you've tried it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Go for something else. You're gonna like it. You're gonna be inspired and. Uh, and your hummus is. I mean, you do it with different toppings. Yes. Things, don't you? Yes. Which is lovely. Uh, it's always that way. So, for example, uh, uh, we we were talking about hawadir and how how you create things yeah. with your. Even if you have nothing, have a um, uh, infused olive oil yeah. with a little bit of black pepper, a little bit of with pita bread is more than enough. And yeah. this is something always you're going to have in your, yeah, in your just kitchen. Just don't uh, for uh, like we. my father used to always say that. The eye eat before yeah, the mouth. Yeah, so make it look. Make it make yourself comfortable with your food. Yeah. Don't get too much of um, cans or or you know like uh, fast food or yeah. uh, you know. Because you're, you're, yeah, you're creating, like you said, the recipes are quite simple. So you're creating a simple spread and adding some herbs to this and exactly. adding some nice. You could buy the bread. Exactly. You know, you don't have to make the bread. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, like start, like you can start with. Uh, it, it's like everything in life. Start yeah. with something very, very simple and yeah. build on it. Like yeah. maybe the first thing first, you can try to have a little bit of tahini with. Uh, make make tahini sauce, and yeah. then the next day you can add to it maybe a little bit of uh, fried onion, yeah. and it's gonna be a nice snack. Or the third day you can add, you know, like yeah, just, just keep, build, keep going with keep it, yeah. going with it, and have fun with yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, and, and again, having fun that doesn't make it. it it's not um, a rocket science, you know, mm. like. Just feed it. Yeah. Have, uh, yeah, put your feeling in it and, and you're going to love what you're going to do. And I love the way that you said, I, I mean, a lot of the book, you, you talk about family because you said, you know, in Syria, families are big. Yes. Usually they yeah. tend to be big. Yeah, yeah. Yours is a good case in, case in point. But it's almost like, you know, your style of cooking makes any table into a family because of the way that they have to eat. Exactly. Yes. And can you imagine if you're going to do one dish for 14 people? It's it's too much, you yeah. know, like uh, so making five dishes yeah. for four, 14 people, it's going to be much easier, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And in that case, not only one person should cook for the whole family or the whole group. Yeah, it could be it could be more than one one person cook for the whole like yeah. more than one cook for the whole group it would be yeah. much easier in the in the sort of fla the flavors that you use again and again and again we talked about mint and garlic and um uh, pomegranate molasses or sour cherry molasses which other flavors would you say are really typical of everything cooking? mild yeah everything mild and you can use it as spices for example okay um uh, lemon zest I think it's it's lift everything up. Yeah, you know, like um, like um, you know, everyone keep talking about about um, let's say um, parsley. Yeah, you know, you can use the 
uh, you know, you, you use parsley leaves yeah. for salad. Yeah. But what about the rest what of about the, the stalks? The stalks. As well, yeah. You can use it for veggie stock. You can use it for uh, to dry it and use it as yeah. uh, spices. You can uh, blend it with a little bit of lemon juice, and nice. and it's gonna be nice uh, like dressing, dressing salad yeah. dressing. Yeah. These small things make a lot of difference yeah. and uh, add a lot of flavors. Yeah. So we use, in, in Syrian cuisine, we use everything, ev- every different spices, but like mostly mild spices. Yes, there is other cities like Aleppo, very famous with chili. Chili, Aleppo yes. chili flakes. Of course, we, yes, we also use it in Damascus as well, and but we call it Aleppo, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, so what spice, would it be things like cumin? Cumin, or, yeah. uh, mostly cumin, coriander, yeah. uh, dry coriander, of course, cumin, um, uh, um, uh, garlic, onion, powder, of course. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice to do it yourself, like, yeah. with, yeah, to dry it yourself. It's... Uh, it's totally whole, like yeah. totally different experience. Yeah. And what about cooking at the restaurant? Do you, did you have to set it up in a certain way? I, did, I mean, because I know you, baba ganoush involves you um, almost burning the aubergine, doesn't it? Yes. Like over an open flame. Have you got like burners and yes, things we do. there? And you do that, yes, yeah. we do. Actually, even at home, Yeah. you know, um, you don't really need an open fire to do... Um, to do uh, you you can you can put it in the oven. Yeah. But uh, also dare to use some of the skin. Yeah. It will make it because it's it, it's, it's a game changer. Oh really? I swear. So it, don't it's strip really all of that nice. skin away. Oh my god! It's it's <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh, first of all with aubergine you cannot keep the whole skin because it's gonna be too smoky. Right. You know, but. You need to use some of the use skin. Use some of it. Yes, yes. Um, uh, even uh, even if you dry the skin and keep it for something else, mm. if you need something like just the smokiness of it, you can you can use it. Uh, but uh, it, with baba ganoush, at least you need to keep some. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk a bit about your restaurant because it's it's opening. Is it open now? Um, the new one. Or not um, really, not, not really. Not no. quite now, but not it's, it's opening now. this Hopefully month. very soon, yes. Opening in July, We're I supposed think. to open today, actually. Are you? It's okay. supposed to be our they, opening no, today. No one ever opens on the day they say they're going to uh, open. Yeah, it's, it's keep <laughs> delaying, but yeah. Um, so you're expanding to bigger space. We are, yeah, yes. But you're staying in Kingly Court. In Kingly Court. In Carnaby Street, which is beautiful. I love that place. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. I love it. Actually... I've been dreaming about it, you know, yeah. since <laughs> since I arrived to the UK. Uh, it's it's very friendly. Yeah. It's very cozy. Um, I love it. I just love it. I love Soho in general, yeah. but King the Court. It's, it's like this little oasis of food exactly, in the middle, isn't exactly, it? And everyone yes. there, and it's buzzy as well. It's uh, yeah, especially on the top floor. Yeah. you can you, like you are in the middle of. Everywhere, mm-hmm. but also a little bit far from everyone, you know, yeah. like you have your own space. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. And what's your what are your plans for the new places? Is, is there going to be a new menu or is there going to be something different on the menu? We always have something different on the menu. OK. Yeah. Um, again, uh, it's it's like you can come every month to Imatirian Kitchen and you can try something new. Yeah. 
but with with the new space, because we're going to have much bigger kitchen, yeah. we're going to add the breakfast too. <gasps> Which is, you don't want to miss Syrian no. breakfast. It's really <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's another feast, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, again, um, it's not. It, I promise, it's not something boring. It's something really nice. I I, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the book. I mean, if people are are going to go and buy it, it's called Imad Syrian Kitchen: A Love Letter from Damascus to London. And as I said, it's it's a beautiful book. The pictures are stunning. The stories. It, it's an amazing story. It's inspirational to read, you know, your your journey and what you've been through. Um, if anyone were to pick it up, what would be the recipe that you'd recommend that they, they have to make? Something that just jumps out at you. Um, You're not allowed to say falafel or hummus. <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed to say falafel or hummus. Okay. So in that case, uh, actually, start with the, with the uh, small recipes like okay. tahini sauce. Yeah. Uh, the chili sauce and yeah, um, um, coriander oil. Yeah, I would love. And that like, you can use that to. You just can use all it your, with all your other dishes. Exactly, and, yeah, exactly. Like like out. chili sauce. Yeah. People ask me in the restaurant what we use, what we eat it with. Yeah, everything. Yeah, <laughs> just add it to anything. Only a plain uh, pita bread would like warm your pita bread a little bit. Use the sauce with it, and that's it. Yeah. It's. Take it to the next level. Kind of um, these small things, um, I think, will encourage people to cook more. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not. It's not something I. Um, I would not recommend this book for professionals. It's only for. I don't know any professionals. We're just people who like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? So I love these people yeah. who, who, yeah. who 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 these people who who like to cook. You know, yeah. like, and. To be honest, I don't like when when people keep saying that it's two and a half grams of salt. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No. You know, it's just by taste, exactly. and by eye, and by feel. So, and, exactly. You know. So this book for the people who just like me like to to feel what they're cooking yeah. more than it, it's. I, I understand when you when you like, for example, when when you're making cake. You need the exact measurement. Yeah, Otherwise, it's a science. Yeah, it's science. It? Yeah. Yes, it's something. Your, your cooking isn't science. It's I mean, not science. Not been doing it down, but it's it's from the heart. Exactly. Very so, much so, so, for example, like, can I use uh, beef tomatoes instead of? Yes, of course. Yeah. Feel free to do whatever <laughs> you like. You know, it's not. It's. I'm just giving you an idea, yeah. and I'm just teaching you how to cook. I'm not asking you. Uh, to do like to do it exactly the same recipe. Yeah. Maybe you will create something new, and we will all love it. And yeah. maybe it's gonna call after you. Like this recipe will be after you for a long time. Uh, I have few recipes in it under my name, and I would love to see it after uh, after a few years. People talking about uh, like, oh my my saruja is better than Imad's. Great! I would love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would be, feel so proud yeah. of it, you know. Oh, it's a lovely way to cook and it's a beautiful book. So that's out on July the 6th. Yep. Um, by which time, fingers crossed, the, the new restaurant space will be open as yes, well. Yes, hopefully, but, um, yes. But yeah, really good luck for the future, Imad. And thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for coming to chat us today. It's thank been an absolute so, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. 
And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.